Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. We are having a few, I don't know if you guys are avid listeners, but if you are, for the last few months, we've been having a lot of shows around different kinks because it just seemed like a really fun time to talk about different kinks and how to have them in a safe way, what to do, some basics for all my beginners, pleasure seekers out there who need to just know some some basic do's and don'ts uh, around all things kink related. And so tonight we have our show, or today, depending on when you're listening, uh, the show is going to be all about breath play. Now that's the cute word for it. And the other word for it that's more scientific is called erotic asphyxiation. So if you aren't new to this station, you might've already listened to one of the shows I did a few years ago on erotic and autoerotic asphyxiation. Erotic asphyxiation is when somebody is doing it to you or you're doing it to them. And autoerotic asphyxiation is when you're doing it to yourself. And I have to say the first time I ever heard about this was, I believe it was a show, I think I was watching Geraldo Rivera at the time. And it was probably in the 19, late 1980s. Uh, I probably was in grade eight or 10. And I watched Geraldo and I often gained a lot of knowledge from that show and Jerry Springer. I learned a lot about different kinks on Jerry Springer, <laughs> things I didn't know about. Like, man, the things I learned from Jerry Springer was fascinating. So thank you, Jerry Springer. But to the real knowledge about sex that I first gained was from Sue Johansson. So if you're from Canada there, we have we had a lady named Sue Johansson who recently died in 2023 um, and she was our uh, magical wisdom of all things to do with sex health uh, and basics the basics around sex that people didn't really know about and she would talk about the very very basics and I loved that she talked about things in such a uh, a really easy way for people to understand and even prior she had a show at one point but prior to that she had a radio show and she would describe things in a way that was so understandable that people could you know un could know what she meant just by the way she could describe things and I loved her descriptions I remember listening to her describe how to get in a great position for squirting so I knew that squirting when I was really little actually I'll probably do another show on squirting I haven't done that for a while a whole other kind of water sports uh, although it does fall into the waters a bit of the water sports category uh, so today we're talking about breath play and that's the fun cute word for erotic asphyxiation although you know to say it ea for short although that also ea also stands for like educational assistant so if you're like i'm into ea 
people might wonder if you're into educational assistance or if you're into erotic asphyxiation. I mean, it can mean so many things. And for those of you who are watching and wondering what on earth uh, do I have in my hand? I have this like lovely black um, silky sort of satiny tie in my hand. And I thought I would just bring this out to give some demos for you guys of what you can do, uh, what not to do. I probably won't go too hardcore into the what not to do because I don't feel like killing myself on video for you guys. So we'll talk about some safety things to be aware of, ways that you can uh, choke and that you can uh, um, <clears throat> smother. There's different methods for uh, getting a person to be asphyxiated. So asphyxiated just basically means that you're not breathing in air, you're not taking in oxygen. And the whole point of, of breath play is to have it so that one person's oxygen is limited. Now, whether you're the person who's having your, your oxygen limited or you are limiting the other person's um, breath, either way, this is... Uh, as long as there is a lack of oxygen to the brain, this method of arousal can work. And there are fundamental physiological reasons why this works for people. If you've ever done any kind of breath work in general, if you've done anything like uh, somatic breath work, uh, different kinds of uh, pranayama yoga, if you've done anything that involves breath work at all, you'll know that when you do, or even Wim Hofing, Wim Hof has you do breath holds. So when you do the breath hold and you are limiting your own oxygen, then you, when you do breathe in again, your body starts to fill with like dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins. And it all these things are rushing into your blood and you start to feel a little high and a little happy. And you're like, oh, I feel good. Now, we think that, you know, we're like, oh, that feels a little orgasmic and pleasurable. And yes, it does, because you were limiting that while you were doing a breath hold. And then when you allow the breath to come back in, it all rushes back in because it's a survival mechanism. So your body needs all that stuff in your blood to survive. It needs to actually to be able to function. So, so one of the things to, to consider when you're doing um, breath holds is that the pleasure you're deriving from that is actually, it's, it's actually truly from, it's, it's a survival instinct. And sex in itself is actually a survival instinct, generally. Like we have the pleasure aspect of it, but sex itself is a survival instinct, uh, when you look at the basics of it, it is to make, you know, you have sex in order to create babies to make the world go around. That's the basic fundamentals, right? Why do we have sex? Then when we get more into it as we evolve and we actually realize sex can be for pleasure, sex can just be for fun, and it doesn't have to every time create a baby, well, that just brings in a whole other uh, dynamic to it, right? So so when I am talking about breath play here, I want you guys to be very aware that this is by far one of the most dangerous kinds of kink that you can engage in. And so the more education you can get, the better. If you've listened to this show, listen to another 10 episodes, you know, listen to all the ones I've done on autoerotic asphyxiation, erotic asphyxiation, listen to a bunch of other people 
gain as much information as you can before you begin to engage in this kind of play because it can be it can lead to death let's just be real honest here you know there's a lot of other things that can lead to can lead to things like heart attacks um, depending on how you're doing this kind of play it can also lead to having your windpipe crushed uh, you know so you want to be making sure that you're not killing people we talked about this in a lot of the kink episodes because that you know anything can go a little too far and it can lead to death but you know you can also walk out of your house and be struck by a truck and lead to death so i'm not trying to turn you off of it i would just like you to be highly aware of uh, the need to know certain things the need to know the materials you're working with say for example this silky satiny material is not going to rip with my hands so if i tried to take this if it's really tight on somebody and i just tried to yank it off it is not going to rip with my hands so if you're tying somebody up with something that can't just rip with your hands easily, like you could do that with paper, right? If you were wrapping paper streamers around, you can rip that off. That's a very light way you can start. I don't have paper streamers on me to show you that demo, but if you know what I'm talking about, it's the streamers you would use at birthday parties. Getting used to some, some different techniques, you can use things that are more paper like the... Um, like the paper streamers so that you can just tear them and practice different things like knots and see how easy they are to do and undo and comfort and like location and uh, what to use them for. So that's great for practicing because you can rip them right off. But always, just in case you can't rip it right off, always, always have a pair of medical scissors on hand so that you can cut that off. So medical scissors uh, usually can be used for cutting bandages and you wanna make sure your medical scissors are sharp you want to keep them close to you and why you want medical scissors over any other kinds of scissors is because regular scissors have pointy ends and if you are going to cut something that's on somebody's neck and you accidentally push in you could cause some problems so the medical scissors they have a little rounded tip i have some they're in storage and i did not think about getting them out before this show um i have i do not choke people for a living so i don't have medical scissors out there in um they're in my storage for when i might need them like my well what do i mean by that like my medicine cabinet so i didn't get them out um so you can with medical scissors there's a little rounded tip so you can slip the rounded tip where the flesh is and then you can cut whatever it is off so you know there's some pretty standard things to use for choking the number one thing is you probably have you probably have it on you at all times. Um, I say probably because I do know people who don't have this, and it's called your hands. So your hands would be the number one tool for choking. So you would you can choke up here is a little bit easier, and choking down if you're choking down down in this area at the lower end of your windpipe where your clavicles kind of almost meet. And if you don't know anatomy, it's a great time to go out and look at some anatomy. So we're looking at your trachea and the bottom of your trachea. Um, if you press in, there's like a little divot. Well, most, a lot of people have a little divot. So right, your clavicles come together in the middle of your body. And then just above that is a little soft spot. Now that's actually a, a kill spot. You, If you put pressure in there, you can not only take somebody's wind out, but you can 
you can restrict their air so much that that you can actually uh, you can kill them. So you, I say it's a kill spot because in martial arts we learned that that is a place that you can apply a lot of if you apply pressure in there that you can cut somebody's wind off essentially kill them. So these are things I the things I learned in martial arts that can apply to all things kink. Here you go. What's the difference? Martial arts and kink. It's kind of the same. So this area down here, super sensitive, you actually this whole area of the trachea. So if you're not watching on video, your trachea, you know, your windpipe starts at the very, you know, back kind of of uh, your mouth, you know, you, you get your air into the back of your mouth. And then it goes all the way down, right to basically uh, the entry zone of your your lungs. So trachea is uh, definitely one of those areas you want to avoid putting a lot of pressure on or squeezing a lot. If you're doing this, oops, just drop my uh, just drop my tie. If you're doing this and you are applying something, you want to keep it fairly large and wide so you're not restricting one single area. So for those of you who are watching, you can see that what I'm doing is wrapping around. And this is already giving a slight restriction. So what some people will do when it comes to autoerotic asphyxiation, doing it to themselves, which is a lot trickier because you can't, if you pass out, you can't take anything off of yourself. So this is what I was getting at earlier was that when I first saw this, it was on the Geraldo Rivera show, I believe. And not on the Geraldo Rivera show, the, they were interviewing people who were into erotic and autoerotic asphyxiation. And there were parents on whose children had died from hanging themselves up in, um, in closets. They were, they would find their children naked. They were usually teenagers found their children naked, hanging with either like a tire or a rope uh, naked. And so they were, they were into uh, like masturbation while, uh, while being choked, right? And so if you're solo on that and you don't know when to stop, it can absolutely lead to death. So if you are doing breast play of any kind, highly recommend that you do it with somebody in the room who can make sure that you don't die. And the person in the room needs to be trained to some capacity, at least trained in the capacity enough to know anatomy, enough to know to look for signs of when somebody has... Uh, oxygen deprivation if they start to change color uh, if and also to be very aware of safe words now how do you use a safe word when you cannot say something there are ways we will talk about that but first we need to know a few things anatomy the tools you're using for the choking whether it's your hands or something else if you're using something else you need to be able to remove it if you're using um, something like leather or cloth or if you're using something like leather, I hope that the leather actually has uh, some some kind of chains or or links or something on it, so that it's more like a dog collar that you can you can uh, loosen it because cutting through leather is incredibly hard. And also, uh, you know, you might actually use chains, and if you are going that hardcore, that's like a whole that's like taking it to the next level. And if you are using something like that, you would need to have chain cutters on hand. You would need to have all kinds of things just in case uh, things go awry. So uh, I'm not a fan of, of using anything that could lead to death. So making sure you have 
everything on hand, especially uh, knowing things like CPR. So if the person does pass out and goes into uh, a cardiac situation, you need to be able to, to bring them back. So CPR trained is important as well. You know, things you never thought about before having sex. Get CPR trained before you play with this kink. So we're going to head to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, today, whatever time you're listening, we are talking about breath play for pleasure. And breath play is, the technical term for it is erotic asphyxiation. And when we talk about erotic asphyxiation, it has to do with gaining pleasure from being choked or having your oxygen uh, be deprived. So having any kind of like, Oxygen deprivation can lead to things like lightheadedness, feeling dizzy. So if you've been listening and you're feeling lightheaded or Disney, dizzy, or, or you feel like Disney, as I said, Disney, if you're feeling anything like lightheaded or dizzy, just check in with your body if this is something that, you know, you're familiar with. Have You, know, you can ask yourself, like, have I been choked before in this life or another life? Have I choked somebody else in another life? And if stuff comes up and it's really kind of like, disturbing or the whole topic of this is a bit triggering um freaks you out uh, and understandably it there should be a level of fear around this stuff because you can it can lead to death i don't know if, no fear is maybe not the right word there should be a level of high awareness around this so what is really important when you have you you do have these things coming up 
in any kind of play, you know, if, if you have an emotional response to something, or if there's, if something's triggering you to look at it, and I always ask, is it from this life or another life? Because a lot of times, these are things that I've brought in from other lifetimes. Um, and it could be from this life too, right? So in this lifetime, I had, I, I was with a, a partner who did not do it, did not choke me for the sake of pleasure choked me for the sake of trying to kill me so my my memories kind of go back to the the entire scenario and scene where um I was being choked luckily I had this fantastical insight that came through in the moment when it was happening and it was to fake dead so that the person would let go and I knew enough how to hold my breath and how to uh, let my body just surrender that I could uh, fake death or or fake being knocked out enough to make them stop so that I could get uh, so, so that I could fight back. There was a fight involved. Anyway, that's a whole that's a whole story for another day or not. Uh, so when you are being choked, it's really important that this is consensual. When it's not consensual, then it's abuse. So if this is consensual, then what you need to do, like I've mentioned in all the other King shows, uh, is have either a written contract or a verbal agreement or some kind of something that you can go back to, especially with this work, I would highly recommend this kind of play. Sorry, it's not really work. Uh, this breath play. I would highly, highly recommend that you have something written in contract that, you know, you've agreed to do this choking for this much time, like we talked about on impact play, because impact play can also create bruising or damage things, create, you know, depending on how hard you're going at it, you can leave, you know, damaged skin, broken capillaries, bruise, like that's bruising, and then, or broken bones, like it can get hardcore if you're punching and things. So you want to make sure that you are covered and that everything is fully agreed on. Having contracts to me is super important to cover your ass and the other person's butt too, to make sure everybody knows what's going on. In your contracts, what I would include are like the, the fact that you're both agreeing on this, the, the duration of the play, the uh, tools that you're using, the scenario you're using, the safe words that you're using. And in this case, the words aren't going to come out. So you're going to need to have other signals. And you can do what we talked about in the impact play show, which is tapping out. So you can tap out on the partner, you can tap out on you, because sometimes you can even be so knocked out that you can't tap out. Having something in your hand, uh, like a like a flag that you can raise is good too. Um, or something that you're holding in your hand that if you are knocked out, your hand would let go and that would drop to the ground so they would know that you have been knocked out. So it will give uh, it will give indicators. You would want to have that hand in the position somewhere where it's on above a floor that if it drops, it's not going to be quiet, uh, like falling on a pillow. You want it to drop so that it makes a noise so that the person who is the dom is going to be able to uh, be aware that you've been knocked out. <clears throat> Whoever is playing the position of the Dom, because this play really is is about power play. 
whoever is playing the position of Dom needs to be very aware of, like I've said before, anatomy of the neck, anatomy of breathing, knowing what to look for when somebody stops breathing, being realistic about how long a person can do a breath hold. And also you can test your breath holds prior as well. So you can get your body to be in practice of breath holds, uh, doing things like Wim Hofing. I don't think Wim Hof would be too thrilled that I'm like mentioning practicing Wim Hof for autoerotic and erotic asphyxiation, but there you go. It is a method of breath hold. So you can get your breath hold to be really strong so that you can hold your breath for up to two, four minutes, even maybe longer. And when you can hold your breath that long, then the play can last a little longer. And you're also going to be in a safer position to be able to uh, make sure that even if, if you are, uh, even if you've been like smothered for a minute or two, that um, you can still breathe and you'll be okay. And you can come back to breath. So training your breath is important. A lot of stuff with kink actually involves some, it, it's almost like, being a high level athlete of sex <laughs> so getting some training you know you don't normally need to be able to do breath holds to have sex um, although it could add to it for sure however uh, with certain situations doing that getting almost to the athletic level of breath hold would be great um, kind of like pain threshold for impact play um, and you know preparing your body for certain things uh, to be able to have the strength and the uh, the stamina to be able to go through a lot of the stuff that is kink. So it, it's like, like I was saying before, it's like high level athletic sex uh, and sexual play. So you need to prepare the body for this. You also need to prepare the body in different ways by making sure that you have enough uh, water and minerals and you know, all these things that you will need to make sure that if this play is lasting for a while and you might have, um, you might have certain things where you, where you get um, headaches or you get lightheaded from lack of sugar, like you can have low sugar or whatever, then you want to make sure that you're taking care of all of this stuff so that you're not, you're not um, passing out and dying. Just saying, there's no need to die in this stuff. And I cannot give enough warnings when it comes to this kind of play because there aren't enough warnings because people have died. <clears throat> people haven't just died. People have had, uh, so, you know, death is the, you know, the top uh, issue, but then there's also things like cardiac arrest. And there's also, there was, um, there was at least one report and there may be more. Um, there was one of a woman who's, who uh, through erotic, asphy erotic asphyxiation play, ended up having her her eyes, I think I, I wrote it down because I can't remember the exact name of it, but it has to do with her her eyes. Um, it's called orbital superiostal hematoma. So her eyes hemorrhaged. And when your eyes hemorrhage, you can go blind. So you definitely want to avoid anything that will cause long-term damage. And you also want to discuss things in advance too that will go in that contract around bruising. Like, do you want to have bruises on your neck? You know, do you work in a, a corporate job where if you walked in and you had bruises on your neck in the form of somebody's fingertips, would that work for you? Does that 
work for your lifestyle. <clears throat> and it probably doesn't. So you want to make sure that whatever you're playing with is not going to leave marks. It's also going to be uh, on, like your safe words are going to be honored. The scenarios are going to be honored. So doing this is important to do this with somebody that you highly, highly trust, that you have an agreement in place, that you have a contract written, that if anything goes awry, that nobody is responsible for it. But always have have emergency things ready, you know, medical scissors to cut things off, uh, having CPR to be able to help out, having a phone nearby in case you have to call 911. All of these things are super important. So the question is, like, why do people do this? I, I can hear that, like, screaming out there. Um, you know, there's psychological reasons, there's physical reasons. And we tapped a little bit into some of the psychological reasons. The, the whole idea of of uh, breastplay is there's is there's a huge component to it that has to do with power and if you can tell a person when to breathe or not to breathe which is pretty much their god-given right if they're on this planet like you know generally that's one thing that we that we automatically do and our bodies automatically do it we don't think about breathing we just do it so to have somebody step in and tell you you're not allowed to breathe hold your breath then that is that is like a, a power play that is something that is uh, how can I explain it it's like a it's like taking away your nature in a way like your just natural capacities so it's kind of like telling when we talked about on um when we when I did the show on Euralegia I've done quite a few shows on water sports and telling somebody when they can pee and can't pee is also a power play. So a lot of these have a dynamics that have power play. This one is very extreme, telling a person to breathe or not to breathe or putting that on them as in consensual non-consent or consensual consent that yes, you can choke me. Uh, there's different levels of that. So if you are being, so there are different scenarios that may occur. So we'll talk about some different ideas around like what is, you know, choking and strangling and asphyxiating and the main, the kind of the main categories to look at, what you can use for that, how to be safe with that. So we'll be doing more of that when we come back. If you have questions, feel free to send them over or put them in um, wherever you found the show feel free to put them in um, the chat if they're, sorry, in the comments, if there are the comments area. And remember, if you are watching on, say, YouTube or anything that has a subscription, feel free to subscribe um, so that you can get all the content. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about all things to do with breath play for pleasure. So the other word for this is erotic asphyxiation. If you're not familiar with it, it's where you have a lot, like you have your oxygen restricted so that you have a fainting or a dizzy spell, sometimes pass out, the worst case scenario, death. And if you are still alive, then when the release of the choking happens, then there is a dopamine, serotonin, and endorphin rush that kicks in and the body starts to feel really good. So it's like it tricks the body into associating choking with pleasure, even though what it really is is that the body is relieved and it's now feeling pleasure because all the dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins are now rushing through the blood because now they can, because now there's oxygen that's being delivered to allow them to go through the blood. So there are basically four kinds of things to look at when it comes to erotic asphyxiation or autoerotic asphyxiation. And the number one that you probably are familiar with is choking and choking with hands um, is common. It's uh, yeah. So if you're going to do it to yourself, it's a little bit tricky to do this one to yourself. So you'd want to bring your hands in and around. So for those of you who are into this and you just want to step into the energy of my hands, if you're listening on audio, if you're watching on video, then you're just going to let the hands go around the neck and you're going to give a squeeze and you may be sitting on top of the person they might be in a chair there can be different positions for this they might be on the ground they might be up against a wall and you're wrapping your hands around their neck and because like we said before sometimes the person will pass out so they don't have uh, the ability to give the safe word having something in their hand that would make a noise so i have something right here 
that's just like a hair clip. If I had a hair clip in my hand and, you know, and I passed out, it would make that noise. And I didn't break that. So I'm glad about that. <laughs> so you'd want something that makes a noise so that the 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 dom is aware that you've passed out uh, and you don't want to take it to the level of death or that you can feel that you you know you still might be in awareness and it's too it's too far gone for you to speak so you just drop it so that the noise is made you can also tap out if the dom is close enough to you you can have your hand on them while they're choking you you can keep, keep your hand on their shoulder and you can tap out um, to make it easier depending on the position if they're sitting on you or if they're asphyxiating you with um, say like by sitting on your neck then you'd want to tap out onto like their legs or their buttocks so there's different ways you would um, create the choking sensation so hands is one you can shove your feet into somebody's throat it's not super safe again you want to tap out on that too you can sit on a person's neck as well. I know I'm giving some hardcore suggestions here. Those are kind of more hardcore, um, but they they are all you know valid types of breath play. So then we've got so that's like the choking element, and then we've also got um, a really common one that you were told not to do as a child. Probably I was told not to do as a child, but I was fascinated by it. Was sticking bags over my head. Um, and I never made myself pass out, but I was, I think it was, I don't, why did I do it? I think I was just fascinated by it, probably because I was told not to do it. I had to find out why. So bag over the head. Um, I also have things here that are good for, uh, you know, if you can't do bag over the head, like I have this packing material and you can do use that sort of thing as well. You could use, um, for a lighter version of that, that you can actually breathe through, you can use a pillowcase. The person won't be as choked by a pillowcase, but it's a start. It's a beginner's version of using, say, a plastic bag that doesn't have any airflow coming through it. So, yeah, different things that you can put over. Um, and And then smothering, you can use similar things for smothering. So you can use a pillow for smothering. Um, and again, you need that person to be able to tap out with that. Um, if you are smothering with a pillow, the chances you're doing it in a bed or on a sofa or somewhere where the person's lying down or up against a wall. So if they are up against a wall, they could also knock on the wall. Um, the beds are usually pretty soft and you can't get noise from them. So you'd need to have something that would that would actually get the attention of the dom, which is usually a slap on the butt or slap on the legs can help. So you've got um, smothering with different things. So pillows, you could smother with water. Um, that's a different kind of uh, situation. So if you're smothering with water, that might be in a pool or you might be actually dunking somebody's head in a pool uh, or in a lake or whatever. And that that's a kind of combination of uh, things going on there that there also might be an enjoyment with water in general or specifically drowning so there's going to be a gag response which is a, a, a kink on a, a different way it's more about the the choking internally and hearing the gagging sound um, and it can cut off some of the oxygen but it's usually not it's uh, not meant to necessarily cut off the oxygen totally and make you pass out it's more about the gagging sound so having 
uh, a penis like down into your like deep throating or having a toy like a dildo shoved down your mouth to deep throat or anything where it's like mouth full of food that sort of thing is also uh, a choking situation that you can probably still breathe through some of that but that one's more about gagging uh, so we're going back to like smothering and so smothering I'm just looking around my room in general I've got like a hair towel that you know you could smother with a hair towel you could smother with a pillow blanket, you can smother even with um, one of these if you wanted to play this scenario of like wrapping. So you can have a bigger cloth than this, but wrapping that up, you can still get breath through this. So it's not so, so dangerous. Um, wrapping around the neck. So strangulation is part of it too. So you can do strangulation with, with rope, I have this like really soft rope that I got from the hardware store and I normally have it in a in a whip that I made uh, which is really lovely and feels so soft and um, it's delightful and has a lot of weight to it so it makes really nice thudding when we talked about that on impact play about the thudding and the stinging sensation this rope makes a really nice thud and it has a really nice silky feel. And I think it was like $15 at the hardware store. You can find a lot of fun kinky things at the hardware store and, and sometimes they're free. Sometimes they're like the paint stick for paint stirring and it's just free. So you never know. You never know what the hardware store will invite into your ideas and creativity. So using this as a rope, um, you would want to definitely have knots so learning some knots is great so learning some knot work where the knots are that you can take a knot out like so that's a really tight knot that if those of you who are watching that was like a, a bit of a i think it's a slip knot or a half stitch so you would want ones that are more like uh, that you can like the kinds when you do on your your um your what's it called your your shoes like when you tie a bow on your shoes that when you go to pull it it comes out. So you want to make sure that your knots are ones that can be uh, easily undone. And if they aren't easily undone, then you need to have those implements like we talked about, the medical scissors so that you can go in and cut them off. You can, you know, double up the ropes. You can use multiple things with this as well if you wanted to put you know, if you wanted to use rope and chain or something else. And it depends too, you might want to have some scenarios involved or maybe a hostage scenario. So the person is having a bag being put over their head, they're being taken hostage, that might be this the thing for them. So there is a lot of kink around hostage situations and kidnappings. Um, so then knowing that, uh, again, all of that needs to all be in contract as well to written is really important. Um, so that you have evidence. I can't stress that enough that you need to protect yourself and the person that you're with so that nobody gets like sued for these situations or jailed. So um, strangulation, some people will actually go for like a very intense strangulation where they, you know, you could have uh, a rope that's suspended from say a ceiling and then not and we're not going to the level of like snapping somebody's neck like a hangman situation but you might have it so that there's just enough so that there's like a little pull 
and there's some weight so that they get a bit of a strangulation feeling. That's really, that's really dangerous though. So not recommended unless you've had some, a lot of experience with other kinds of uh, play and not hanging a person from the rafters. Um, if the rafters are really high and they can't put their feet on the ground, they have to be able to touch the ground and um, they can put their own weight down on it until they feel safe. And, um, you know, there may be sometimes other things involved too that add to the strangulation with bondage there. You may have your hands tied up along with being choked. You might have situations like we talked about, like being drowned in water or um, food. Like it can, you can add to these things and they can uh, become a whole different scenarios. So it just depends on the scenario that you're into. You need to have all of this discussed with your partner if you're actually getting to the level of playing with the kink of, of erotic asphyxiation, you've probably already had some other conversations. You're probably already out of the vanilla world and already moving into some kinky things. Maybe you've already done some impact play. It's why I kind of left this one till near the end of the, the series on kink that I felt like talking about. And because it's kind of like a really... Um, it's a really, it's the most dangerous essentially. So when, um, when we look at like how to evolve from that, you might start your kink with just some blindfolding and then it's like, let me just see if I, yeah. So this is my forever favorite thing. I actually got it off of a dress and it didn't look so great on the dress because I have a really long torso and this was just in the wrong place. So you know, I took this off and it's become one of my most valued play toys. So you can just find one of these even at a, sometimes like places like um, uh, like those accessory stores. You can just find like nice silky ties and buy some up. You don't have to go to the sex shop and buy like a $30 uh, face mask. I also recently saw a face mask like for blindfolding for like about two bucks at the dollar store. Um, so yeah, your sex toys are everywhere, guys. You just need to look around and get creative and using some of the, the things that are just around your house. So if, if you happen to have neckties, you can use those too. And neckties can be a super sexy way of having some uh, erotic asphyxiation where you can just tighten it up a bit. It can add a little bit of flair, but again, that one's a hard one to undo if it gets too tight. So you'll need to have something on you just in case it goes too far. All right, I'm actually coming up to my next commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspire Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. I've just been sitting here on the commercial playing with, playing with myself. Actually, I've been playing with my silky scarf, which I just, satiny scarf. I love this, the feeling of it, and I love the many, many things it can do. It's just fabulous. So if you're going to add anything to your, your tickle trunk this week, add a lovely piece. And this one is about six feet long or more, maybe seven or eight feet long. Grab a nice piece of, of satin. Maybe you can find one somewhere that's actually been, you know, maybe it's on your clothes even. Maybe it's just around. You can just, you know, you can always make your own too. Stitch it up, get some, get some pieces of material, make yourself a nice long, uh, a long piece of silky stuff to play with as your, you can use it for some really light erotic asphyxiation play where you're not tying it and you can just have the person lying down and put the pressure with that. So it's not too jarring. It's not like hands with a lot of pressure. It's a, it's a pretty good starter. And like I talked about the, um, the streamers, I know that probably people who are really into uh, erotic asphyxiation are like, ah, streamers, that's nothing. But I'm saying this is for beginners so that they can easily get out of things, know what works for them, know the scenarios that are comfortable. So I want to make sure everybody's comfortable and know what they're doing. And because there, there are so many things that can go awry, and I can't stress that enough. So if you're really sick and tired of hearing me talk about that, too bad. Uh, so some of the things that can go awry, brain damage. When you have lack of oxygen, you can end up with brain damage. You can damage your larynx. You can um, end up puking. Not that puking is bad, but you can vomit because you, your lack of oxygen. Um, end up with heart attacks because the oxygen uh, is not traveling through your blood and the blood chemistry changes. Um, and then, like I was saying about that one particular lady who had a um an eye hemorrhage eye hemorrhage hemorrhage for some reason i wanted to say that in an english accent perhaps the lady was from england and if you didn't think that was an english accent you could be right there too hemorrhage and uh, yeah so some other things so those are some warnings some side effects can be things like um can uh, coughing you know and it's funny because right before the show, I was like continually coughing and just kind of laughing about the fact of tapping into the show often brings brings different things up. So when you have lack of oxygen, you can also feel really disoriented. You can end up with muscle weakness, uh, numbness, uh, drowsiness, and loss of orientation. So a lot of those things that I mentioned as side effects are the reason why you need aftercare. And so if somebody, if you've just been playing a scenario with breath play and the person's disoriented afterwards and they're like, I don't know where I am, like, how did I get here? You need aftercare, having that agreement to show them and go, okay, so this is what we did. This is what happened. Um, aftercare can also involve just letting them rest while they get reoriented 
bringing them something like uh, a warm beverage, as Sheldon would say, when Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, if, if you're ever feeling, you know, off or sad, just have a warm beverage. So you can always give yourself a warm beverage and, or get, you know, your, you can have a warm beverage and just having the time to let your body get present and relax into being present again, because there will be a spike in those hormones, like the dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins. So there might be an automatic <gasps> rush, confusion. There needs to be a time to settle down and get reoriented um, and have discussions too about what worked and what didn't work. Yes, I know it sounds very, that's not sexy, but it's important if it's kind of play that you want to continue to do. You need to know, like, did this material work for you? Did the position work for you? Would you rather try it up against a wall? Would you rather try a different scenario? Would, you know, and then exploring that, because if you are playing at this, this kind of level of kink with your partner, I would hope to God that you have really good communication skills with your partner. This kind of play is not for the weak and it's not for the people who are um, who don't have communication so for me to remind you about communication I will still do that because it is possible that people are playing with this kind of play and not communicating uh, or just thrusting it on somebody in the middle of sex and thinking that because they want it that they should be able to just choke you I do know people that that's happened to. It is not okay. That is a form of abuse. And this, all of this kind of stuff needs to be discussed in advance and there needs to be safe words. And it's, yeah, this, this is one of those, you cannot just thrust this on a person. That is not okay. I can't stress that enough. And making sure that you have all the aftercare things there in case there is bruising, um, so massaging or, bringing up some some different things that can help with bruising. I have a lot of things that are homeopathic that help with bruising, like Arnica is great for that. Um, there are different products out there that can help the person's highly bruised and you need to um, assist their body in the healing of that. That's That maybe I'll do an entire show on the holistic practitioner's way of healing the body after a really wild kink session. Perhaps I'll do that one day, <laughs> different perspective on it. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope you really heard me when I said this is not the safest stuff to do and you need education and more education and more communication and more examination of this. Before you Thank go. you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.